Guys, I did not ride my bike this weekend, or I didn't do any viewing of bike racing. So my one request this podcast, no spoilers. That, what? <laughs> that, that's going to be difficult. That's not going to be much of a podcast. So what are we going to talk about instead, Bodie? And thanks for listening to episode 59 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. Welcome to episode 59 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is Bodie Bodie. Hey, Bodie Bodie. This is the T Bone. And this is the Cheerio. Well, gents, uh, good to see you. Good evening. Um, cheers. Cheers. I get a LaCroix. You've got a water. I've got mm-hmm. a tasty Urban South Lime Cucumber Goes. Quickly going out of fashion as they move over to their fall beers. Seasonal. Mm. It's a seasonal switch. Yeah. Sad to see it go. I think it should be permanent, uh, but much. Just a big shout out to Urban South uh, for making tasty Some, beers. Summer has to end. Speaking of summer ending, mm. did you guys do any fun rides this weekend? Which I heard it was very much like middle of the summer temps. Yeah, summer summer uh, felt like was uh, not even close to ending this weekend. Yeah, I did. I rode. Sorry, I missed you guys. Rode both days, in fact. Did a ride on the club ride on Saturday. And um, seemed to be a good turnout. Good turnout and good big group went all the way. Did sort of the full Monty, uh, early miles and the ride all the way out to the Irish Bayou. I uh, noticed that neither of you guys were there, but in your place uh, was a gentleman uh, who has, uh, for all intents and purposes, quit riding bicycles, but uh, apparently uh, managed to show up on Saturday and do early miles, the club ride, and uh, the long version of the club ride. Uh, Mr. Nate Batts. Yeah, he actually uh, went and rode during the week, too, out on his own. So I take it that Mr. Nate Batts did not have three flats? Mr. Nate Batts did not have three flats. Uh, He apparently did have uh, a little bit of a puncture and got sealant all over his bike. I titled my ride on... Hashtag tubeless. That's right. He's he's tubeless. Uh, and, And... from what it sounds, the tubeless worked out just the way it's designed to work. He always spraying com- sealant all of your bike. Well, and yeah, butt. he com- he complains about that, but that is in fact the way sealant the is supposed to work, right? So I titled that's a feature, not a not a bug. That's right, it's exactly. <laughs> um, I I titled my ride on Strava uh, Orange Seal One Flat Tire Zero because. I had a major puncture, mm. uh, actually scared the living shit out of me. It was going pretty fast down Chef Highway, and I ran over something and just, you know, you can, that might blow somebody's eardrums off if they're listening to it on headphones. Uh, that's the sound that my tire made for about three seconds, mm. and then it sealed. Awesome. Uh, and I lost maybe about 10 pounds of pressure, maybe a little bit more, maybe 15, usually run about 80 Probably was down to about 60, 65 after that, but sealed up, no problem, kept riding, put a little bit of air in it when we stopped. And um, Nate commented on my Strava ride, yeah, I'm still wiping sealant off of my bike, to which I responded, that's basically how sealant works. Yes. If it doesn't get all over your bike, then it's not working. 
Yes. Because it's got to come out in order to seal. Hmm. Yes. I don't know if I'm convinced yet. I don't know. I have my little mental leaderboard. Maybe sealant and tubeless gained a point or two. Still, though. Old tube. I don't think you can use Nate Bats as any measure of anything related to tires because the man uh, has a gift. For, That's true. Um, <laughs> he does. Well, if I had not been running tubeless with sealant on the club ride, I would have been on the side of Chef Highway changing a tube. In the heat. In the heat. Mm. Getting further behind the group because I had dropped back from the group to ride with your neighbor, Bodie. Chris. Chris. All did, right. Did the full, did the full ride. Uh, and, uh, and another member of the, of the club who was uh, suffering from a high heart rate because of the heat. So I was, I was back sort of uh, sweeping, and we were already probably five, ten minutes behind the group and would have been even further behind had I not been running the, the tubeless. So I'm, uh, it won the, won the club ride for me on Saturday. Well, I'm glad that one of us got to ride. Uh, I didn't get to ride at all. I've been uh, having back problems for the last uh, week or so and uh, kind of got worse this weekend, so that wasn't much fun. But I did manage to wash three bikes, and uh, I got uh, my old boy Blue prepped, uh, ready to uh, put him out to stud. See, if, uh, See, you've got him on the auction block, I Matt. put him on the auction block um, without wheels. Uh, Pretty good price, it seems like. Not a bad price. Is it a carbon nice... frame or aluminum? It's an al- aluminum frame, uh, full carbon fork. And you got uh, V-brakes very nice... on there? It's got the V-brakes. It's got uh, Thompson stem, Thompson carbon handlebar, Eastern carbon seat post. It's got some nice bits and pieces on there. So Full 11 speed. Let me ask you this, mm. because I thought, you know, you mentioned my, my neighbor, Chris, who's riding on a pretty heavy steel bike um could use an updated ride maybe help him in as a john's out the irish bayou but you said that frame is a 60 centimeter it's pretty big yeah so is it big for you it's big for me i've okay. gone down to a 58 now but it would suit somebody taller as tall as me with probably a longer inseam i would say um what's your inseam so i can ask him uh, it's, like, it's like 30 Five, something like six. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, I have a twenty-nine inseam. But anyway. uh, you know, like Nate, our good friend Nate Bats is about the same height as me, but has a um, but has a longer legs than I do. I'm more. I'm longer in the torso. Well, I think it would be worth giving Chris a shot to throw his leg over that bike and yeah. see how it works for him because he's a great guy. He's a strong rider, and Bodie, you're right. I mean, he's he's riding in tennis shoes with – I don't even think he's got cages on those pedals. Maybe he does, but uh, he could, he could uh, you know, he told me on the ride, he said, man, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew today. I say kudos to you for yeah. you know for coming out, man. That's good. That's how you learn. And uh, and but but for the most part, until uh, someone who will remain nameless uh, decided that it would be a great idea to start uh, uh, going 27 miles an hour on uh, the club ride on the way home with a bunch of new folks uh, on the ride, uh, he was hanging right in there. But uh, got, <laughs> Zach Thomas got popped off when the when the uh, pace hot it up just a bit anyway that's hmm. a different story let's move on from that how about sunday you guys do any riding on sunday 
No, not at all. Nope. Nothing. Uh, I did. I rode my bike from my car around the corner to the bike shop. I uh, got my steerer tube cut down, so it's all slammed and uh, probably saved at least three or four grand. Looking pretty pro now. Looking very pro. Yeah, especially that uh, bar tape wrap job that uh, took <laughs> 90 comments on a Facebook thread to fully explore. It's actually pushed over 100 yeah. now. Yeah. Hey, hashtag content. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, uh, well, I mean, speaking of pro jobs, big race concluded this weekend. Love, Walta. Mm. Mm. Um, but no spoilers, right, Bodie? Yes. Yeah, so let's see if we can talk about this race um, without any spoilers. The last time I saw uh, Simon Yates was in the lead. So we need to talk about the Vuelta without mentioning the fact that Simon Yates won it. Oh! Oh, sorry. Spoiler! Kidding. Yeah, no, I, I've been keeping up with the socials uh, while I've been working this weekend. So, I mean, that's big news. Big mm. comeback. I mean, to two Grand Tours in a year catastrophically failed. The wheels came off his cart so bad that they were in the past and the cart was in the future. And then he comes back later in the year and wins a Grand Tour. So you're referring to his uh, implosion on the... 19th stage? Stage 19. Stage 19 of the Giro this year. Colle della Finestra, wasn't it? Uh, He got froomed. Yes, well, he did, and and so did everyone else. Yeah. So we all got froomed that day, Mm -hmm. in fact. The world got froomed. But but yeah, that that was a tough day for him, and... You know, kudos to him and the team for, you know, not letting that affect their their plans to go race the Vuelta and give it another try. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that'd be a pretty hard thing to overcome, just, you know, and mentally, the fact that you cracked so hard. Yeah. But in all the interviews you heard with Matt White, it, it sounds like they really broke it down. They kind of understood why he cracked so hard. And they came out with a new tactic um, for the Volta and stuck to it, stuck to the plan, and it worked. I mean, obviously, there was no Froome and there was no Dumoulin. No. But, I mean, you can't race the guys who don't show up. Plus, Froome had done four Grand Tours in a row, so he wasn't going to race the Volta anyway. And if he did, I mean, he wouldn't be... I, I, I can't imagine he would have been much competition. So. No. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, interesting. Nothing away from that win, like amazing. Sure. So, I mean, you talked about the sort of you know realizing the mistakes they made in the Giro, and it seems like if if I had to sum it up in a nutshell, and I don't know that this is what happened behind closed doors in their team meeting, but you know, the plan in the in the Giro was to go out hot and try to get a bunch of time because he was concerned. Uh, that uh, Yates, that is, was concerned that he would lose a bunch of time in the uh, in the time trial, and yeah. so he wanted to pad his lead as much as he could in the early weeks, um, and and that ended up just cashing him out for that for that big stage, and he just didn't have uh, he just didn't have it in the mountains uh, because he'd put so much in to sort of front load that that Giro. He did more of a slow burn in the Vuelta. Yeah. And, and and rode a great time trial. Well, that's where the point I was going to make is that you remember on the last podcast, in fact, I was the one that said it, you know, Valverde had an opportunity, was in second place at the time, and I thought maybe that he would wind up in red after the time trial. But Yates held his own and, in fact, gained a bit of time on Valverde and, and maintained his lead after that time trial. So... Uh, the, the, the Vuelta strategy of the slow burn and not really worrying too much about losing time in the time trial uh, 
poor fruit. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they saved his brother, Adam, for the last few days. He didn't really do much for the... He was at the, basically sat at the back of the peloton for the yeah, first couple of weeks. And then they then they brought him out for, uh, for the last few stages. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty interesting <laughs> tactic of just, you know, not even putting yourself in the wind. I mean, it's almost like yeah, maybe they only signed up one rider, you know? And, I mean, maybe... Do you think they'll ever try that? Do, do you think... Do you guys ever think that when there's only one of the twins in a race that they actually brought two of them? Well, they could also just alternate, couldn't they? I mean, who's going to know? Yeah, which one's yeah. Which? You I mean, mean like a full house kind of thing where you have the Olsen twins and they're playing one character, yeah. but they're two twins, so they split their time? I think I think on the Slow Ray podcast, they refer to this person as Saddam Yates. That's um. right. <laughs> I think that's just so they don't ever misreport the Yates <laughs> they're ones? talking yeah, about. That's right. also true. Yeah, you you get, you get them it's confused. very easy to tell them apart. Simon wears a red jersey. <laughs> um, any other takeaways from this race I mean yeah uh, Matt kudos to Great Britain third Grand Tour in a row yep for the British it was uh, third country ever to have three uh, Grand Tour wins in a year yeah you know Great is, Britain is that a again? country I, and, and I ask this question not to it's give you a United hard time. It's the Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Right. So, but interestingly, they race mm. as, as, it's British cycling. They race as Great Britain yeah. in team cycling sports. In the World Championships and the Olympics, it's Great Britain. That's yeah. right. But in football, for instance, uh, what, what we call soccer here yeah. in the States, uh, they play those individually. They England, do. Wales, Scotland, they all represent their own country in the World Cup. Wouldn't... Wouldn't what, they have a better have a chance team? of combining I them? Froome was African. Uh, That's Barack Obama. <laughs> Froome, uh, yes. So that's interestingly enough. Adam Yates is uh, sorry. Simon Yates is mm-hmm. the only uh, British Grand Tour winner to have been born in England. Interesting. Where is Garrett born? Wales. Oh. Yeah, see, now we're getting into the different countries. And Wiggins. Forgot about him. <laughs> Wait, born. where was he born? Belgium. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, so, so, Belgian, so Belgium has had a Grand Tour contender slash winner. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Well, they did have a guy named Eddie Merckx, too. That also yeah, well, I mean, a, since Merckx. Yeah, sure. Uh, they had one since Merckx, didn't they? Freddie Martins? No, it was somebody else who won the Giro. Oh, yeah. we had we talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, and we've already forgotten it. Forgotten his name already. Sometime in the nineties. No, it was in the late seventies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, I've, I've well and truly forgotten it. Yep. Uh, before we leave that that concept, how much better would uh, Britain be in in football if they could combine all those countries like they do in cycling? Yeah, you could and have Gareth Bale. Do, and why don't they? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, and we'll have to just leave it right there. Yep. Uh, how about some other takeaways from the Vuelta? Mm. Well, um, Mr. Mr. Liv Moss, Enrique Moss, coming out of nowhere, kind of, uh, with a strong podium finish. I mean, yeah, Spain's next great hope. I think so. Yes, clearly Valverde is. Well, I can't have that. I mean, you can only have twenty or thirty years left, really, Valverde, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean. 
Valverde is a classics writer slash, as you said, Matt, doesn't go too high in the mountains. Yeah, I mean, he. it seems to be his undoing, and it was this time, was they got to Andorra and they get over 2,000 meters or whatever, and, and he starts to fizzle. Um, I think he doesn't do well on the really long kind of classic tour style climbs, which Andorra kind of had in that first day. It was a long, long climb. So, uh, yeah, that seemed to be his, uh, seems to be his Achilles heel. If, uh, I'm, but you know, you got to say he's still pretty damn amazing at everything else. Does he have anything left for worlds? Uh, possibly that might be too hard a course for him. I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, if Sagan is a hot favorite. I think, you know, no. <laughs> we saw Valverde beat Peter Sagan at the Volta, so we did. Yep, definitely not Sagan. Sagan was definitely not uh, on top form, and he finished second again yesterday. Uh, I, I don't even know if Valverde is racing World Championships. I presume he would be, I but would think I, so. I, I don't know the answer to that. But if he does, I predict that he finishes higher than Peter Sagan in Worlds. Yes, is Sagan even going? We don't know. But then the question is, who else have they got to send? His brother. If Peter Sagan doesn't go to Worlds, you have, I abso- and Valverde does, I absolutely predict that he finishes higher Don't you have to go to Worlds if you were the current reigning world champion? I don't think it's required. Okay, maybe there's no, there's no rule in the UCI rule book, but don't you think you have to go? Uh, I mean, it seems only right that you would show up. You yeah, know? I mean, he's won it three years in a row. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to be there. I feel mm. like the rumors are saying he's there. I feel like that's why he did the Vuelta. So, yes, Sagan is going to win his fourth World Championships. I don't think so. That's actually coming up fairly soon, right? Two, uh, two weeks. Yeah, this coming weekend it starts with the team time trial. And, uh, yeah, it'll be the following weekend will be the road race. All right. So, um, so, so other stuff in the Vuelta... Big win for America's next top GC contender. That's a, the new reality show I'm pitching yeah. um, to GCN. Woodsy. Rusty Woods. Yeah. Rusty Michael Woods. Yeah. Uh, great, great win. Great stage, too, wasn't it? That was a cracking finish. Um, another one of those climbs that the Welter seems to find every year with ridiculously steep ramps. And, and it just... You know, the fog and the people. I mean, it was sort of out of this worldly. Um, yeah. And the climb just kept going. And I heard, you know, interview with Michael Woods that he actually didn't know when he he died a few deaths, he said, because he didn't know where the finish was because he couldn't right. see anything. Yeah. Um, that was like the longest 500 meters ever, wasn't it? Oh, it looked brutal. Yeah. Uh, dedicated the win to stillborn child that his wife had um it's pretty pretty emotional um yeah pretty you know heartbreaking uh story to hear so yeah yeah i mean just you know the thing that i the sort of read that i had on that was you know a lot of times you hear people talk about you know how they had have you know holding something in their heart and they thought about that as they were riding and that's what got them through it and all that and sometimes you think it's a little bit hollow or it's just maybe sort of an afterthought that they think, oh, it would make a nice story to say 
you know, I thought about my dying grandmother as I was, you know, riding that climb and wanted to make it for her. You really believed that that the guy was actually thinking, you yeah. know, as he was riding those those last uh, K up the of the mountain that 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 he was thinking that he was thinking I could win this and I want to win it for my for my son, my child. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Very, uh, very emotional and heartfelt uh, win. He and was awarded the uh, Cycling Podcast Peddler de Charme for mm-hmm. the third week, I believe, of the yep. Vuelta. Well deserved. Yeah. Any other great standouts? Superman Lopez. Uh, he's the. Is he now the the real deal in uh, in Colombian cycling? Seems to be two podiums this year in a Grand Tour, right? Yep. Has he uh, taken over now from Colombia's next great cycling hope, T.J. Quintana? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, possibly kind of feel, feel a bit bad for Quintana. It's not not been a great year for oh, him at all. I mean, it? I guess you got to give you got to give something up to Quintana for playing a good teammate. Yeah, uh, when Valverde was had the stronger legs at some point, and it seems like he, you know, like I said, I didn't watch anything, so I'm getting my recaps from the second podcast. But it sounds like he he put in moves, put in attacks, tried to get the other teams to work. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Quintana's got to do. I don't know if he can do anything. I don't know. You know, sometimes you you have a limit, right? You have a physical limit. Like so there are some things you cannot achieve with your body. Yeah, it um, seemed every time that uh, Movistar were trying to play that kind of one-two and he'd go off the front, he basically would get about 10 meters and that was it. And uh, and then they would just like reel him back in. It was... Uh, didn't yeah just looked like he really i mean he wanted to do the job but just did not have the legs in this uh, in this welter youthful very youthful podium in this year's welter yeah yates uh moss and lopez look like a bunch of fresh-faced uh young lads up on the on the podium this year um I, I I don't I don't know I don't have any stats on this but I'd be willing to bet that the combined ages of those three was one of the youngest overall podiums in a Grand Tour in a while. I'm the, sure the combined age of those three was still younger than Valverde in fifth, <laughs> <laughs> and the human co-hanger in fourth. Um, respectable ride, not probably you know obviously a, he he kind of went up and down. He was mm. on the podium a few times, right? And John yeah. Kreuzweg. Yeah. 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 Wick, Stephen K. Slice. Yeah, he had a great time trial, didn't he? Put a bunch of time into them then, and then uh, and then lost all that time uh, in the last couple of days, which uh, was you know a, a shame for him. But he's been super consistent. I mean, he had a great uh, you know him and Roglic had a great uh, uh, tour. tour. Yeah, he's and, had a, he's had a great year. Yeah, and that team's just been really exciting this year. Yellow you know, Lotto team of the year for me ooh, so far. Yeah. Um, and my pick, my medium pick, my not very spicy pick turned out to be not be a good pick. I said Iran was going to be on the podium. He finished mm. sixth. So then we had Kelderman, 10th. What happened to him? He was riding strong. Just yep. couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't hang. I don't know. I missed it. So, uh, Galapan was interesting, had a really good race and, you know, was actually riding for GC, which, uh, we've not seen him do before. Um, and just kind of faded in the last couple of days and fell out of the top 10. But uh, strong performance. Yeah, you love it when you see those sort of stage poachers um, creep their way up and start competing for, for GC like that. Um, 
I, Gallopan, I, I presume, sort of noted as a bit more of a of a stage hunter than a than a GC sort of guy. Yep. You know, a la kind of a you know a Tim Wellens or a Thomas DeHent, somebody like that. Mm. Speaking of uh, Thomas DeHent, uh, just another outstanding performance from him. Really, uh, did he win the King of the Mountain? He did. So is it outstanding if you're in the break every day, but you don't win a stage? As long as you get the polka dot jersey from okay. doing it. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, you got the jersey. You got something. I mean, I think that, I mean, you know, Book Malama was in the was in the break every day, but mm. he never got a stage. He didn't get anything from it, no. He had a, some some second places, and uh, he was, I think, second, wasn't he, in the King of the Mountains contest. So it just, uh, just never really uh, came off for him. Someone talking about, I mean... Oh, actually, I got this wrong. I was gonna, I was gonna segue and give Townsend some credit for winning. Speaking of winning stages, for mm-hmm. winning something. Yeah, but I, I, you, I pulled up the league standings for our fantasy league, and you, you actually got second. Yeah, well, you, you, you would have thought, given, given my dominance over the last two weeks of the. I mean, I was, I've been in first place for, mm. for ages, uh, and and Valverde may not have uh, won the won the thing or even finished on the podium, but he sure racked up a ton of points for me in velo games and yeah kept Mm -hmm. me kept me in the lead for a while but it was the the in the final reckoning um i was in the lead going into the last stage and in fact would have been in the lead and won it were it not for the the final gc accounting uh pizza party darn darn berto contador yeah contador uh, contador had the uh had the podium on his team he yeah. had he had the extra. He had the Moss. Yeah, he had mm-hmm. Yates, Moss, and bit Lopez. Moss than you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's the joke I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit Moss, and, and he was living Moss. The funniest thing, the funny thing about that is that I had gone out of my way to pick an all Spanish or mostly Ooh. Spanish squad, yeah, and had, had I thought to add Moss instead of I don't know who I would have put you had him in. Pedro you had Pedro Sagano in there, didn't you? <laughs> Moss would have been a better pick than Pedro Sagan, but I felt like I needed a sprinter, but. Uh, let's see. I mean, okay. Let's let's Sagan eleven oh seven. Moss twelve sixty. That might have been just enough to put me over the top because yeah. I lost by about a hundred points. Wow. But yeah, uh, yeah I guess that's uh, that's uh, Jelly Darnelli, right? Pizza yep. party. Darnberto Contador. That would be him. Yeah. Mm. Um, Congratulations, so- Darnell. And uh, Dustin came up there in the end too, didn't he? Third in, place, finished in third. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk result. about me in fifth place. Nice, but wide, hang on, hang wide on angle, though. wide hang angle. On. I had Rohan Dennis, who had two wins. Mm. I had the overall winner, Yates. I had Viviani, who had what three wins? Yeah. I had Lopez. Yeah. All, all of which got you the fifth, fifth highest place. number of points in our stupid league. I mean, those seem like good picks. Obviously, I wasted a pick on Gegenhardt, mm. and I picked the wrong Izagiri brother, brother <laughs> which I'm known to do. I'm glad I picked the right Yates brother, though. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, look, I have to say this. I mean, you, you want maybe want to take issue with how points are weighted in Velo games, but, you know, in our league, the guy that literally picked the final podium won the league. That's probably the way it ought to be, right? If you, if you pick Sounds one, two, right. three, that's, that's like hitting the exact but at the track. Yeah. yeah. I guess it seems like that you that I've tried to pick the GC like that, and it's the guys who get all the stage wins. Mm. I don't know. I don't Can know. be, yeah. Uh, going back to Rohan Dennis, I want to know what your ruling on this is. 
The guy, okay, <laughs> wins the time trial and then promptly leaves the race. Yeah. Like that day. Yeah. He's just like, all right, I'll see you guys later. I'm gone. He doesn't even like show up the next morning and start and then go, oh, I don't feel good. I'm leaving. He just left. I don't know. Is that bad form? To win the stage what and then just leave? did BMC, BMC have there? Uh, Port? Well, they had a state. <laughs> was Port still there? Uh, <laughs> apparently he was, but you never saw him. Uh, That's true. Well, Dylan, except Dylan... For that one day he got in the break on a flat stage. Oh man, that was that was weird. So I think they it did was get another stage win. Baller for for him to leave. That's a mic dropper. You're saying that's yeah. like a mic dropper. Yeah. Mm. Like I mean, he stuck around for that. He won the first time trial. Stuck around for the second time trial. Won it and peaced out. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw shade on the dude. Ruling approve. I disapprove. Okay. Townsend, yeah. you, you're neutral or you approve? Uh, I'm going to say if his team director said that's what we want you to do and he's paid to show up and ride his bike and do what the boss says and the boss said, you know, go home and rest up for world, champs. world championships yeah. or a time trial or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, I could see if they had a guy in the hunt for the GC and he needed to be there to help him out and protect and you know then yeah, yeah you stick around uh, but do we know where he's going next year don't I don't I thought I saw something um, pretty sure he's going to EF no back to EF because remember you know he famously went to BMC halfway through the season um from I just EF. made that up. I don't know. Yeah, I can't see him going to EF. <clears throat> but he, so he's not going to the new BMCCNC Music Factory. I don't team. know. I don't know. Well, speaking of that, we do have mm. some riders that are moving around a bit. We've oh. uh, breaking news: mm. Bahrain Merida. Bahrain Merida. Okay. That was breaking news, or that's news that you're just discovering <laughs> in a quick Google search. <laughs> Sorry. Breaking for the podcast. Yeah, okay. this actually article so came out. So he's going to be on Nibbles' team. August 11th. Yeah. So over a month ago. All right. So <laughs> super stale, one month plus old news, Bahrain Merida. Uh, do you know who else may be going to Bahrain Merida? I read this just today, but I've forgotten it already. Cav. Yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I saw yep. that because of a McLaren sponsorship. I don't know what a McLaren is. M- McLaren. Uh, is a shoe company? One team, oh. uh, sports cars. Shoe company. <laughs> is that what you said, buddy? <laughs> They're a Polish shoe company. Yes. <laughs> that's a CCC is, though, right? It is, yeah. I think they make <laughs> shoes and handbags or something. Well, let me bail you out just a little bit, Bodie, because you, you broke some news uh, last week, or one of you two guys broke some possible news last week about Larry Warbass mm. going to AG2R. And I can't that take was, credit for that. That was confirmed this week. Well, I know. I mean, you broke it because of something you read on Twitter, but, you know. I broke it. No, no. Matt broke it. Matt broke it based yeah. on something you read on Twitter. Yeah. You know, still, I mean, that's better than, that's better than breaking out the the stale the stale cookies from august 11th um <laughs> but you were uh, confirmed to be correct matt that yeah. in fact happened uh, we got that news in between uh, last week and this so presumably he found that out during his uh his bike packing tour uh, with connor dunn yeah do you think that's because uh, wait, what team is he going to? AG2R. Mm. Do you think AG2R is trying to get into the bikepacking scene? 
Um, and so they're like, we need some, so like, they're kind of like the Phil Gaiman pickup, like really good social media presence. Like kids are into it. Like let's, you know, road racing is dead. Let's also get into some like gravel. No, they're way too stuff. traditionally French for that. Okay. I think they just okay. picked him up because he's a solid bike racer and maybe because he's, you know, sort of suave looking. Yeah. And he lives in France, lives in Nice. That's right. Yeah. He's basically French. Yeah. His name is Warbass. Warbass. Yeah. 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 Uh, no news for Connor that yet, though. So we don't know where the Irish, uh, the seven foot six Irish champion, if, if he's got a contract next year. He's probably got an inseam that's big enough to ride that uh, bike of yeah, yours. Yeah, I was maybe actually, I should, I should, uh, tweet. you should hit him up. I should hit, hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a crossbike? <laughs> but we did have uh, some of the former Aqua Blue uh, riders winding up in in good spots. And mm. Matt, you're going to have to remind me who that was because uh, Eddie Dunbar is already at Team Sky. Yeah, they picked him up, um, which is like I don't know. There's some kind of thing like that. I guess they had to ask the UCI if they were allowed to do it because they had the maximum number of riders already or something. And uh, I guess they got approval, so he actually raced, I think, this last weekend. So they, they picked him up because they're losing someone next year, and then their squad will be at the appropriate... Uh, they're losing Sergio Hainal. Uh He's going to UAE. Uh, so Which I don't know where that? the... That's the good Hainal. Okay. But I don't know where the other... I don't know if they're keeping the other Hainal or, or not, but... Uh, so yeah, Dunbar they picked up, and then uh, Adam Blythe yep. going to Lotto Sudal to Red Lotto. Yeah, which was his very first team. Yep. So, so I guess uh, going back. Yeah, but so, back in the World Tour, so he'll be working for Caleb Ewan, who will be their sprinter. Um, speaking of Aqua Blue, they sort of set off some a chain of events, which mm. I think ended in the break and this is this is breaking news especially if this is breaking news we get this podcast up soon enough not only is it breaking news it's also a segue into cyclocross so this is like a crazy just bombshell breaking news segue epicness go ahead drop it well wout will no longer be riding for verandas willems Mm. he terminated his contract i don't yeah, he was supposed to have another year on that, right? Before yeah. he goes to Yellow Lotto. So, uh, but I think because Willem's Veranda was uh, melding with some Bale Bank or something like that. Robo, uh, no, um, not Robo Bank. Um, oh, oh, uh, with Room Pot. Room Pot. Yeah. Yes. Room Pot. Ba ba up. Love that song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I guess the thing, I mean, you sort of, there was, you kind of heard rumblings of this, that, that, that would somehow, he was not made aware of that. And so that maybe Nolan voided his contract with Willems Kreland. So then he's out, which means, does that mean that he goes a lot of this year, sooner? Next well, yeah, year? next, next year. Cause he'll be racing cross before then. Right. So he'll still be on. I mean, he's racing cross. Now you saw him race cross. Mm. What kit was he wearing? He was wearing his Craylon Charles World Champions kit. I'm confused, though, but this team is Veranda Williams Craylon. That's the road yeah. racing team that yeah. he was on. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's so Craylon is involved in sponsoring both the cross team that mm-hmm. he races for. 
and Dude, whatever a I said, different and road team. Interestingly enough, I noticed, I pointed out, because remember he was ra- riding on felt bikes before. Yeah. Well, Verandas, Willems, or whatever, races on Stevens bikes, and Wout is racing cross on a Stevens bike this season. Wasn't there some rumor that he was not happy with the felt bikes? Mm. Like, at all? I don't know. I did not know I remember about that. that. So, who knows? Um, that's a shame. But I wanted to point out that the... I mean, they were good enough for him to win a world championship on. Yeah, a couple, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Is he three in a row? Yeah, but he yep. was riding a Stevens, at least for the first one. Uh, I believe. Colnago. Ah, uh, that's right. Colnago. Uh, MVDP was MVDP on. was on the Stevens. Yep. That's right. Do you guys think that the Charles logo type kind of looks like Chipotle? It does a little bit, yes. Whenever I see that on now the Now that kit, you mention it. What, I, is, what is a Charles? I don't know, but I hope I can use it in my house. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's a maybe it's a Belgian um, fast food burrito place. I hope so. Uh, yeah. So, are we talking about cross now? We are yep. talking about cross. Speaking of what what is it was uh, Brico cross Gerardsbergen. So Brico Brico is a series. Brico series. Does believe anybody know can, what a Brico is? I believe it has something to do with building a house. I, Funnily enough, as just about everything in Cross does, it is a chain of DIY stores. That's right. In Belgium. Yeah. So that's like a Home Depot. Like a Home Depot. Okay. Yeah. So Gerritsbergen. Bargain? Gerritsbergen, which uh, famous for? The, the Keppelmuir. Yeah. The, I, no, don't even. Can't the, even. The, the Muir the, I, with the church on top, the Kappel. On top of the mirror. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot keep track of all the cobbled hills. It's the it's the most iconic, the most iconic and epic uh, cobbled climb in any of the spring classics. So, but Wow didn't win Gerritsbergen. He did not. No, Uh, he was leading for most of the race. He really, um, like, about probably about a quarter of the way into the race, he tore off the front of the lead group, which was a bunch of. Bunch of telling it for Dare and uh, other riders, but uh, bunch he, of tunes and sotas and squeaks and Powells. Yeah, those kind of guys. Yeah, and uh, and Lars's, and uh, yeah, he was tearing it up. Lars a little bit later went off in pursuit of him, and uh, Wout uh, ended up I think like two laps to go broke his rear derailleur off, and uh, he had a long, long jog to the pit, uh, during which time. Lars passed him, and uh, the chase group caught up with him. He then blew away the chase group, and actually was gaining on Lars. Only uh, lost by 18 seconds, yeah, according to this. Yeah, and of course, the great, really cool course, because they changed it a bit this year. It actually went on two sections of the Kappelmoor. So they went on one like lower section, and then again, they kind of like dropped into... Um, one of the, into the top section and it actually finished right on the top of the of the Kappelmoor. But uh, one thing that was pretty cool, I thought, was uh, you gentlemen will remember our uh, cross clinic with Jonathan Page that we did up in Ridgeland. I do remember that. And he was I showing us. I remember that. He was showing us. Uh, we were doing those downhill rear wheel skid turns. Well, there was a. There was a steep, dusty, it was a very dry and dusty course, steep, dry, dusty drop-in that then then went straight into a left-hander that then went onto the cobbled moor. 
And if you watched Wout and Lars on there, they were basically locked up the rear wheel down that drop in and skidded it around that corner. Sort of looked just like that video of me and uh, Jonathan Page doing very, that. Very reminiscent originally. of that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Pro AF. Pro AF, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Lars, great win for Lars. First first win race of the season. Uh, he looked really good. Wout looked really good, too. Um, Dan Sota was third. And uh, Kevin Powell's fifth. Creeping around Kevin Place. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan Sota had a really strong finish at the World Cup in Madison or Waterloo last year. So kind of kind of on form again. Um but you had pointed out some not cool things was that they changed the course for the women's race. Yeah, the women's race did not feature. Apparently, I didn't I didn't see the women's race. Um, I couldn't get my VPN stuff or whatever sorted out in time to watch that. Uh, but they they didn't feature that drop in section, that steep drop in. Apparently, they thought that was too gnarly for the women, which is lame. Saw I um, roll over here. Yeah, I saw uh, Helen Wyman's uh, Instagram. <coughs> Guess see she's doing that uh, sort of day in a life thing. It's a it's a bit of a I don't know, what do you call it? Sort of video diary of her. I believe it's called CX Diaries. Okay, mm. there you go. Uh, and uh, she's posting these little short videos on Instagram and mm. uh, showed one of her the day before the race, kind of practicing the course. And it looked to me like she was was actually practicing part of that that uh drop-in section but and then the the next post was her saying you know that she's disappointed that the race organizers took it out and you know she's not the one making the decisions and you know she was she was tactful about it and she Mm -hmm. wasn't uh she wasn't going nuts about it but she was saying you know very disappointed that uh we're not going to be able to ride it no reason why we shouldn't but that's their decision you know not mine yeah wish we were doing it yeah she didn't have a great day. Sounds like she just got out of some illness. Uh, she finished in 13th. Mm-hmm. Just ahead of Sophie DeBoer, right? I think that's she was right. in 14th. Also not a strong finish for her. But at the front of the race was Eva Lechner. Yeah. Who always seems to come out uh, pretty strong in the beginning of the season. Full full, full uh, session of mountain biking and gets right into the cross. Uh, Arzufi in second. Yeah. Who's had Italian. a really good road season this year. So she's probably bringing some of that uh, form through. And then third place was Celine Del Carmen Alvarado. Yeah. So strong ride for her. Really strong. Um, yeah. Sonicant was in fifth. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where Sonicant needs to be right now. She's uh, you know she's getting it ready for Trek Cup. Yeah. And the World Cups in the states. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really strong rides by uh, Azufi and Alvarado. So that's uh, that's kind of interesting for this year. Well, speaking of Trek Cup, uh, that's coming up this weekend. That's actually Friday. Uh, Emily and I are leaving town on Thursday, driving all day, possibly, to try to get there uh, for Friday to watch <laughs> oh Trek Cup. Oh, my God. Uh, and, then on, and then on Sunday is the World Cup Waterloo, mm. um, which is going to have the women as a featured race. Yep. Um, that should be fun. I'm equal I'm payout too. Equal payout, second year in a row. I'm super excited. I had a blast uh, at the Trek races last year. Going to do Jingle Cross again. I wanted to put it out to you guys. Uh, who are your picks for winning the men's and women's at uh, World Cup Waterloo mm. after oh. this weekend? Boy, what do you oh think? Boy. We know that Matthew Vanderpaul uh, is not going to be there. He's nope. not going to the states, taking a break after mountain bike season. Um, can't say I don't blame him. Well, I haven't seen 
the start list. Well, you know, I, I think have you can it. guarantee that Telenefidea will be there in full force. Yeah, for the men. Yep, because they're riding Trek Boons. Yeah. So if we discuss the men's race first, I think I'm going to go with Lars again. I think Lars could. I think Lars looks good. You're going to go with Lars. Mm. Um, I'm picking well, Wout. I mean, I think he's showed that he's on form. Um, mm. I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to do a little better than last year when he seemed to suffer in the heat. Doesn't look as hot this year. So I'm picking Wout. I will pick, how about Toon Ertz? Good pick. Okay. Sounds like a solid podium right there. Mm. All right, well, I'll, I'll go with my pick. I mean, in the women's race, I mean, Katie Compton's going to be there. Mm. Hard on to pick against her. I mean. Riding a Trek bicycle. Yeah. Helen Wyman. I mean, she gets over her illness. She's she's a contender. Um, Sana Kant, obviously, super strong. Sophie DeBoer is always a sentimental favorite of mine, and she's also on a Trek bicycle this year. Mm-hmm. What about, uh, Matt, we were talking about, is uh, Evie Alice going to be there? She is, but I think she'll be Sorry. still under 23. Evie, Evie Richards. Won't she be racing under 23 still? Uh, yes, but I think they race together and score them separately. Okay. She's a strong podium contender. Yeah. Ellen Noble podium last year. She did. So, I mean, it's actually pretty hard for me to pick this one. Well, you got you to gotta start. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say Sonic Khan. All right. I'm going to uh, go out on a limb. And I am going to pick Nikki Bramier. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Evie Richards then. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, top top placed American in the men's race. Uh, that would be Stephen Hyde. I again, I haven't seen the start list, so I don't know what other, <laughs> what other Americans are going. But Stephen I'd, Hyde. Yeah. I would Tobin. See. Kerry Warner, all been racing. Jeremy Powers, Curtis White, mm-hmm. Jack Kisseberth, Spencer Petroff, Anthony Clark, Jamie Driscoll, Lance Haydet. Uh, we got a lot of Americans. We also have, I mean, I yeah, there's a bunch. Well, Justin Lindeen. Okay, I'm Alan gonna Krugoff. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make mm-hmm. a crazy pick. Bjorn Sealander. I'm gonna make a crazy pick, and I'm gonna say that there will be two Americans that finish in the top ten. Okay, all right. Mm. And of ahead. that of that strong field, yeah. Uh, and those I, two, I don't know who the two are going to be. I will say <laughs> I will say Stephen Hyde will be one of them, uh, and I don't uh, I don't know I don't know who else. But I'm just I'm going out on a limb there. That's there'll that, be two. Okay, two in the top ten. All two right, in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I think yeah I think Hyde will be top placed American for me. I think that's a, the, the safer pick uh looks like there's one great britain ian field yeah ian field's going well, yeah okay so i don't great britain's not dominating men's cycle cross yet not like yet yet that's uh, true not actually not in the scene not in the but in the under 23 and juniors. Yeah. Speaking of, is old, what's his name going to be there? Is Tom Pidcock going to be there? I don't see his name. There's is, only one great uh, Britain entry. Or Dan or Ben Tullett going to be there? Uh, if they're racing in the juniors race, maybe, but they don't. 
I saw that Ben Tullett is on the same team as Santa Kent this year. He's going to soak up some of her greatness. Speaking of young cyclocross riders, and we I don't want to segue back to this, but I, I did notice that uh, Ely uh, Iserbit was uh, in racing with the big boys in uh, Brico Cross and finished 18th. Mm. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Pitcock will be doing some World Cups this year. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah, I would think he would be. Uh, uh, yeah, rumors of he's got a new team because he dropped out of Telenet Fidea. And we, we uh, haven't heard about right. his new team yet. So if he was on Telenet Fidea, he probably would be coming to the World Cup uh, at Trek headquarters, obviously. Mm. Um, but he's not. So, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, if I can segue real quick to, to some local stuff. I, I know that there's some actual local racing to talk about and, 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 and other stuff. But um, we talked about what happened on Sunday, whether we were doing any riding. And on Sunday, I went out and uh, taught a little sort of pickup cross clinic. Ooh, pickup cross clinic. Yeah, you know, mm. it was just kind of one of these things last minute. I was going to go race, as we talked about. I was going to go race, uh, do a cross race up in, in Birmingham with the uh, – uh, Team Magic CX folks up there, uh, and then at the last minute, just decided that I didn't really feel like driving five hours each way to do it that is race. It's a long way. Yeah, mm. uh, and so I stuck around, and I just I made a made a quick uh, Facebook post saying, "Hey, gonna go out and do some skills." A um, couple friends of mine were interested in uh, getting some cross skills. They're interested in racing cross, but had never really done it, and. Uh, so it ended up being about six of us out there, and we had a really good time and uh, did kind of a combo um, skills, drills, and belly aches with uh, Jonathan Page. It sort of morphed those into a little bit of sort of like T-Bone Malone kind of uh, <laughs> cross skills clinic. T-Bone Malone going hard in the paint. You know, I kind of got my own little thing going, and, and, and I have to say, guys, it worked out really well. Um, Scott Galante came out. He'd never dismounted or remounted a, a cross bike mm. before this clinic and and literally about 45 minutes into it was was doing a combination dismount remount looking pro no wow. stutter step right on the bike nice uh, i think i may have a little bit of a knack for teaching cross so i'm going to do it again mm. next sunday so anybody who's listening to this here's a podcast check out facebook the new orleans uh, cyclocross page or new orleans cyclocross group uh, got an event posted up there. We do it up at the Fly at Audubon Park. Do a little warm up ride, and um, and quick skills clinic. And uh, think it was a lot of fun. Nice. All so, right. Sounds like a fun. Sorry I missed it. Um, maybe your tagline can be T Bone Malone, going hard tape to tape. I like it. Okay. Yes. All going right. hard in the tape. How about just going hard in the tape? Going hard in the tape. Also, there you go. T Bone okay. Malone, going hard in the tape. Sounds like someone needs to make that into a meme. Yeah, or maybe a t-shirt. Mm, okay. So does that mean, does that someone put Carl Malone on your body on a cross bike, or does someone put your face on Carl Malone's body going hard in the paint? No, I think Carl Malone's <laughs> face on my body on a cross bike is much better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. let's talk about some real racing. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to hijack that. No, but, that's uh, right. I had mean, a real good time doing just, that. You know, it had... is cross season, so we can talk about cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, sort of the season ender in our area is the Pensacola Cycling Classic. I'd say the season ender in road. That's right. It's a um, road race, not a cross race. Yeah, it just wanted to give a shout out. A couple items here. Friend of a friend of the pod, Michael Hernandez of Team Avolo, won the overall. Mm. 
Um, Velovit, local team out of Jackson, got second in the team's classification to one, two, threes. And I did notice that uh, our friend uh, and fellow racer Peter Reed, who left his team from Tennessee, or I guess it was out of Memphis, uh, had the had the Velovit next to his name. So uh, Peter yeah. Reed, did you get a new team, we, or are you uh, just uh, guest riding for? For the team's classification, we missed our chance. We talked about uh, we talked about trying to lure Peter Reed onto the uh, the Urban South. South team. Yeah, man, maybe we might have missed our chance. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Chip Parker was the only one from the Urban South Racing to go, and sounds like he uh, had a bit of a go. A little bit tough, he said. He, I think, I think he's had a long season, and so close race to him at a mobile. So I think that was uh, his his season ender. But uh, I'd like to go again next year. I said I was gonna go this year, but like I said, I didn't do any intervals in the time between I decided I wanted to do it and and now, and I've had to work this last weekend. So anyway, I think we're kind of much, pretty much on to cross. Yep, it's it's full on cross from here on out. Yep. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. Yeah. yeah. On that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be air. we'll be back next week with uh, lots of cross. I guess is what you're saying. Well, everybody. we won't. We'll be back. I oh, won't. that's right. We'll be back in two weeks, mm, possibly with a lot of good cross because you're going to go up to on your trip and you're going to get some good content. Right? You've got interviews with uh, Helen Wyman, Santa <laughs> um, uh, Kant. You're officially representing Kind Human and Peloton Magazine up uh, in... No, don't think no, that didn't no, happen. That didn't, that didn't quite work out. Oh, well. But uh, hoping you're, to get some good photos to share on the Yeah, You Ride website. Um, maybe I'll get some sound bites. Admittedly, it's hard to do photos and collect sound bites. Mm. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll make some contacts and we'll come back and we'll do some interviews with the actual folks later on in the season well maybe your partner in crime could get some uh, some sound bites while That's you're uh, taking pictures she could Emily yeah. you ready for it well I'm uh, looking forward to hearing from that looking forward to seeing those races uh, coming up oh before that is Reno Cross right is it called Reno Cross it's called Reno Cross the, the biggest little race in uh, in America or something Psst, I believe the city has a tagline something like that yeah the biggest little city in yeah. America yeah uh, so Interbike has moved to Reno now, and so Cross Vegas is basically in Reno, right? Yeah, so I think they're it's basically Cross Reno now. Cross Reno, Cross Reno on the course they had nationals last year or this year. Yeah, uh, our friend uh, already mentioned in the podcast. Zach Thomas is there at mm. Interbike. He brought he used my bike bag, um, so his cross bike is there. He's going to do the industry race, I think he said, I right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. The, nice. The sort of pre, pre-game to the main show, um, which is, it's a UCI race. It's, it's this Wednesday. Um, so. Will it be live streamed? On flow bikes. <sighs> so, and uh, is it a nighttime race like Reno, like uh, Cross Vegas was? I'm going to assume it still is, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Although the course might not lend itself to being... I guess they can light it. They can bring in lights. Yeah, I think so. Would be cool. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I guess Cross Vegas it had those floodlights, right? Yeah, it was, it was like well, a soccer. A, it was um, in a soccer state, a soccer field. Yeah, yeah. or a, a recreational field, multiple. Yeah. Anyway, mm. all right. Well, you guys want to wrap this thing up? Yeah, sure. sign us out. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, 
this is the uh, T-Bone saying, uh, T-Bone Malone's going hard in the tape. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and uh, this is Sir Cheerio saying, uh, so next year we're going to have three American Grand Tour winners, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait. Rusty Woods. Yeah. Who else? Seth Cuss. Uh, oh. Nate Brown. Nate Brown. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seth Cuss, I guess. Ben King. Ben King. There you mm. go. And this is the Bodie Bodie saying, I believe that Carl Malone's tagline or nickname was the Postman. That's right. So you're going to have to maybe rework that about delivering step-throughs to your front door <laughs> right on time. There's a lot <laughs> we could do with this, Bodie. Yeah, I think we I think we need to work on that this week. Uh, we'll work on that. Uh, send us any questions, comments, concerns at yayouride at gmail.com. Remember, yeah is Y-E-H, not Y-E-A. Uh, this is the Bodie Bodie saying goodnight. And it was the mailman. Postman? That's a Kevin Costner film. Best movie ever.